0: it's around the house. If you're doing a kitchen or bathroom project and you're looking at cabinetry, you think that you see these big brands that are many of them are in the home centers, that you're buying a made in USA product. And here's the thing, you're buying probably assembled in USA, but maybe not made in USA. Now here's one thing that you're seeing. There are two companies out there that are buying parts or either sending materials off overseas and having them cut and made into your cabinetry, or they're buying parts that are coming in from overseas to make your cabinetry. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. This is where we're going to talk about today. I am excited about this. In hour one here, we're going to be talking about my favorite Made in USA products and how to find Made in USA products. You know, I've been doing a segment over on my TV show, which is Made in Northwest, you know, for all of us people in the Northwest, trying to find products that are made in the Northwest so we can buy local, buy Made in USA. And uh, it made me go into a a bigger search, and I wanted to share some of the stuff with you that I've learned along the way today. And so this will help you make better purchasing decisions when you're outside doing your thing. And, uh, you know, before we get into that, I want to say that uh, if you want to catch that show, you can head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and catch it over there. We've got some places to catch it there. Or if you've got the Fox 12 Portland app on your phone, you can watch it there as well as Fox 12 Plus on the regular television. So there's multiple ways to see the TV show. Well, today we're talking about, uh, I wanted to start out talking work boots because there's some easy ways to do this. And, uh, you know, I'll start out by saying it was absolutely fun and amazing. One of the segments I did here last month is I went out to Wesco Boots and I did a whole story on them. And Wesco is based here in the Portland area, out in Scapoose, Oregon. And the, this is what's cool about these guys. And this was really impressive. You walk into this 105-year-old company, and they hand make boots. There is leather, they are hammering, they are doing all these things that they do. It's really impressive. And they do it the same way, basically, except for a couple tiny pieces of new machinery. It's generally done the same way that they've done it you know, for the last 105 years. And here's what I liked for the American worker out there. What I like is that that you can go in there for, I think it's $100. They can make a mold of your foot. And then whenever you want to order boots... They will make them off of that mold, so they will guarantee they fit every single time. I thought that was really trick. What I also liked is that they had somebody in there that had their lineman boots in there for climbing up, doing electrical work on poles, specifically made for that. This person had worn these things for 20 years. Yeah, they lasted 20 years out on a job working 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week, depending on who they're working for. And they might, maybe, let's say they had two pair of boots, okay? So, maybe we cut that down by half. Still, that's a lot of time out of a set of boots. So, what they did was, is they were rebuilding them, and it costs, you know, 40, about 40% of what a new price of a boot costs, and they were taking them apart carefully, putting in the new panels, the new soles, the new bottom half of the boot, but keeping all the pieces that were still looking good and not worn out. That's impressive to me, and I love that. So I was really impressed at the stuff that they were making there and the high quality. And they are a very fine work boot. Now, here's one thing when you're looking at boots, and this is where kind of the U.S. military comes in and helps us a little bit when we're out looking. Made in USA, and the words here matter, okay? The words matter if you're looking for a true made in USA boot. The Barry Amendment was originally passed in Congress in 1941 to assure that the military was outfitted and fed with only bona fide American-made products. Being Barry compliant is the, you know, it's the superstar of the Made in USA claims out there. So that is a purely made in America boot, basically, that meets these very rigid standards. So, only boots that are made from start to finish are called berry compliant. So, that is something to look for when you're doing it. And so, many manufacturers out there, and I'm not talking, this isn't a Wesco thing here, but talking about boot manufacturers out there across the board have berry compliant boots. So, they have lines of them, they're not all that way. So, for instance, Danner Boots and Rocky Boots both make a line of Berry-compliant work boots. So, those are very specific. And some of them are going to be, of course, you know, um, tactical boots, that kind of stuff. But that's the cool part about that. It's so, basically, when, what makes a boot Berry-compliant, the work boots you purchase will have been made out of 100% USA-made materials. Every single component used in the boots production Leather uppers, everything, even the eyelets are all made in America. So there may be an exception, by the way, in the Barry Amendment, but if that's basically what it is. So the work boots, of course, have to be made here on American soil, uh, including the, uh, you know, final assembly stage of it. So uh, that's impressive. You know, basically anything that's called a U.S. territory out there is Berry compliant with that. But of course, those are going to be some of their most expensive boots because you know we're paying people living wages to make these boots, versus uh, well children overseas working for pennies on the dollar. So you're going to pay a lot more for those boots. But that will that's where that comes from. So now, if you have a pair of work boots that are made in America. That is a looser standard that will say handcrafted in the USA. And these are all terms that the Federal Trade Commission basically helps us kind of put together with those names, if you know what I mean. So, those, these are very specific. But sometimes that means, you know, importing, you know, other pieces like leather or maybe the, the, the rubber outsoles or, you know, those kind of things could be coming from any place. So, but the actual manufacturing process is here in the United States. So that's one of the keys. So Carolina and Chippewa also make their work boots are handcrafted in the USA. So that's another one there. And so that's pretty cool that those guys have it there. Now, here's another one. And this is an important one as well. Assembled in America. So there is no kind of quality handcraftsmanship involved in this process whatsoever. So, and and to be honest, that assembled in America makes people go, huh, handcrafted, assembled, this is the next step down. Uh, And quite frankly, it's confusing. But these products are not handmade. These items are basically machine made where you have parts coming in from all around the world that are assembled here. So it means that the workers here on American soil are putting together things here, but those parts could have came from anywhere in the world. So those could be made anywhere out there, but uh, that's kind of an interesting one. So that's assembled. Now, these are all things that you have to be really mindful of depending on what you have. And then there's a lot of other out there you know, it, it's here's the thing that gets confusing. If you buy stuff overseas that, say, American-made, maybe that's not covered at all by the Federal Trade Commission because you're out of the U.S. So you've got to be very careful on how all these terms go if you're out there, you know, shopping for, for instance, boots. But a lot of these things are not just only within American boot manufacturers with within any products out there. So it's just something to consider when you're out there looking. Those are the details that you should be looking for. The difference between handcrafted, you know, the assembled, that's where the differences are made. All right, we come back. We're going to be talking about some of my favorite products here made in the USA from tools to knives to everything else. And uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff, probably some brands that you haven't even heard of. We'll talk about more of that just as soon as Around the House returns. Don't go anywhere. Guys, it's Eric G. from Around the House Show. We'd really appreciate your help with some awesome five-star reviews on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you tune into your podcast. Big thanks, everyone, and a shout-out to our dedicated listeners of Around the House. where we help you get the most out of your home through information on education. Well, today we've been talking about made-in-USA products or things that are built here in the United States, and I know people out there have been really trying to track down stuff made locally, so this episode here is to try to help you out with that. If you have any questions or if you want to comment... Or if you want to hear an episode coming up with a subject that you are passionate about, that you think we should be talking about, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and uh, send me a message over there or hit me up on social media. Just look for Around the House Show and you'll find it out there. Well, I was looking and, you know, my buddy Clint over at Pro Tool Reviews wrote a story here Uh a couple years ago about what tools are made in the USA. And I'm going to refer to a little bit of that because he did a lot of great research. Check out pro tool reviews when you get a chance. Those guys do a great job over there. But really when it comes to taking a look at what tools are made in the USA, there's some products out there that are pretty good. You know, Arians, for instance, uh, geez, those guys started out in 1933 and they developed the first American made rotary tiller. These things are made uh, in uh, Brilliant, Wisconsin, small town with about 3,200 residents. And uh, boy, those guys have evolved into a multi-brand company that employs about 1,700 people. So uh, I love that it's owned by the same family that started it all. Briggs & Stratton Corporation over in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where there's a lot of stuff made. Uh, Those guys are still the world's largest producer of gasoline engines for outdoor power equipment. And, uh, of course, they design, manufacture, market, power generators, pressure washers, lawn and garden, turf care, job site products through Briggs & Stratton, Simplicity, Snapper, Ferris, Vanguard, Almond, Billy Goat, Murray, Bronco, and Victra brands. So those guys uh, are there as well. But, big but here, Briggs & Stratton makes up about 85% of its products here in the U.S., uh, with both u s and globally sourced components, so they have uh, manufacturing plants in statesboro Georgia, Auburn Alabama, where it does its Twin guard or sorry it's v twin Vanguard engines and uh, they also make engines uh, at their poplar Bluff Missouri and Milwaukee Wisconsin plants so um that's interesting uh, so anyway interesting stuff right there with that. Uh, and they've got a, uh, in 2021, they opened a new uh, battery manufacturing facility in Tucker, Georgia. So that's another one that's solid right there. Channel Lock. Channel Lock started making tools in 1886. So in Evansburg, PA. So that's pretty cool. 130 years later, they still, that, that same de-Arment family still runs Channel Lock. Uh, boy, they're based out of uh, two facilities, Meadville, PA. And uh, it's really cool. It looks like they still make all their pliers in Meadville. And uh, that's pretty impressive right there. Crescent Tool, which uh, also covers brands like Wiss, HK Porter, Jobbox, and, of course, Crescent Tools. Uh, tools made in the USA include Crescent Wiss, Next Generation Aviation Snips, Crescent HK Porter, 14-inch Power Pivot Center, Cut Dual Compound Action Bolt Cutters and Crescent Job Box Cross Box, uh, the Crossover Truck Box and Job tests. So interesting stuff. Um, Cub Cadet started in 1961. They uh, design and engineer products in their Valley City, Ohio. Uh, They're under MTD. And here's an interesting one here, too, that I think out of all this that we should discuss. DeWalt, Craftsman, Stanley, Black, and Decker. You know, that's one big company, SBD. So they have um, 48 U.S. manufacturing facilities. Last time I checked, the company maintains these facilities across, uh, you know, two dozen or so states. And they have 18,000 U.S.-based workers, uh, which is really cool. So that's uh, pretty good. S-Wing, you know, Hammers, those guys are great. Uh, those guys are made in Rockville, Rockford, Illinois. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good one. Fleer Systems, that's all your cool stuff here. They're here in my local area, Wilsonville, Oregon. And they also have Arlington, Virginia. Those guys, of course, there, there are electronics in that. So I, I can't assume that, that all those pieces are coming out of here in the States. But uh, that's the infrared guys. Generac. Founded in 1959. Those guys are really cool. Uh, I'm really impressed. Those guys have moved uh, production back to its Jefferson, Wisconsin manufacturing facility. So uh, those guys do really well with that. That's another company. Greenlee. uh, Brand of Emerson Electric. Uh, Those are another basically uh, Genoa, Illinois manufacturing So that's another one. They've also got Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Hardcore Hammers, Hobart Welding Products, Ideal Industries, uh, John Deere, which is another common one, Johnson Level, Klein Tools, which is a big one. You know, they were back from 1857 and make, you know, most of their products here in the U.S. So uh, pretty impressive there. Uh, They've also built in the last 10 or so years four new U.S. manufacturing facilities, so uh, pretty good there. I like that. Um, now, of course, I live here in the Portland metro area where we have a lot of knife companies. Benchmade Knives, they're right here. Those guys are solid. Uh, Buck Knives, uh, they're big. I'm actually uh, they make their, okay, Post Falls, Idaho, that's right, is where they're made. Kershaw, Zero Tolerance, uh, those guys here 10 minutes from my house which is pretty cool. And then you've got companies like uh, Craft Tool Company that make stuff. They're not here. A lot of stuff like that. Leatherman here as well. They're around the corner. Uh, Coast is based here, but a lot of their stuff is uh, that kind of lower price point. So a lot of their parts are imported, but they are based in Portland, Oregon around me as well. Kubota, uh, which is interesting, you know, Uh, That's an interesting one. Kubota Manufacturing of America was formed in 88, and uh, it's pretty interesting. They make a lot of stuff here in the United States, so uh, people think, oh, my gosh, it's Kubota. But uh, about half of the Kubota-branded equipment sold in the U.S. is manufactured in Gainesville and Jefferson, Georgia, facilities. So we mentioned Lennox. Uh, Actually, Leatherman and Lennox are good, too. Lennox is a big, you know— Tool manufacturer as well, Makita has been making a lot of stuff here in the U.S. in their Atlanta in the outside of Atlanta and Buford, Georgia. So that's a big one right there. So that's impressive. Malco Tools, Matco Tools, Miller, you know, Miller's a great welding company. And Milwaukee has uh, manufactured products in the U.S. USA since 1924. So they've got a big one there. Um, A lot of their stuff is made in Greenwood and Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, they do have a, uh, you know, Wisconsin factories as well. But uh, they do have some stuff, of course, that comes from overseas, like their batteries and stuff like that. But that's that electronics is what you expect. But uh, those guys really have a lot of great things here in the U.S. Uh, as far as that goes. And that really kind of gets us into power tools. There's a lot more in there from rigid to the Emerson rigid, which is the plumbing tools to proto occidental leather. And uh, Snap-on, Southwire, and the list goes on and on. But those are some of the good ones out there that people should be taking a look at. All right, we come back. We're going to take a look at even some more outdoor power equipment and stuff like that just as soon as Around the House returns. show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. If you're catching us on the radio, here's the thing we've been talking about buying made in USA products, which I'm always waving the flag on. And this one we've talked about in the past, but I want to revisit it just a little bit because it's important. If you're doing a kitchen or bathroom project and you're looking at cabinetry, you think that you see these big brands that are many of them are in the home centers, you're buying a made in USA product. And here's the thing. You're buying probably assembled in USA, but maybe not made in USA. Now, here's one thing that you're seeing. There are two companies out there that are buying parts or either sending materials off overseas and having them cut and made into your cabinetry or They're buying parts that are coming in from overseas to make your cabinetry. And the two groups are Cabinet Works and Master Brands. Cabinet Works Group is a consortium first of a lot of different manufacturers, ones that I've worked with a lot in the past. That's going to be Craftmade, Medallion, Yorktown, Designcraft, Serenade, Schuler, Smart, Master Woodcraft, Cabinets 2000, Medico, Medallion, Mastercraft, Cardell, Merilat, Arbor Creek and Quality Cabinets. Now the other one is Masterbrand. Masterbrand has Masterbrand has Aristocraft, Decora, Diamond, Fieldstone, Homecrest, Kemper, Kitchencraft, Mantra, Mid Continent Cabinetry, Omega Cabinetry, Shrock, Starmark, Ultra Craft, Urban Effects. Now, what these guys are doing, and this has been a very big battle in the cabinet industry between the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association and these two big, huge brands because they have been fighting against the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association, which is trying to stop all of that from happening. So they're trying to keep it so uh, that uh, we don't see this Chinese uh, dumping or even worse, people have been bringing in, companies have been trying to bring in, and they've seen this, they've been trying to bring in materials through other countries that were made in China. And so maybe they take those facilities and move them over to the Philippines or Vietnam or ship them to Vietnam first and then over here. So there have been a lot of trade wars going on with that. But um, these companies here, um, in general, and I don't know specifics for each brand, but between those, Master Brand and Cabinet Works Group, both of those companies have been really supporting bringing in materials from overseas to put into their American-made cabinetry. So that really kind of takes those cabinetry lines from being, you know, in my mind, American-made to assembled in the United States because that means that some of those parts aren't being made there. So many times what it is, it's the cabinet box parts. It's the the stretchers, maybe the sides, maybe drawer boxes, things like that. And uh, a lot of those standard size pieces, they can, you know, of course, not pay an American worker to do that. They can go overseas and have that done for much less money. And so that is uh, many of those brands that you see, I think, If you were to look in most home centers, the big box stores, basically, that's what you see is those large national brands doing it. So it's something to think about. There's a lot of other companies out there that I really trust, that I really like, And, uh, you know, that you can sure take a look at, and these are not endorsements, but when it comes down to the the KCMA, which is the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association, there's a lot of local cabinet shops, there's a lot of national cabinet shops that aren't doing that. So it's just something to take a look at, something I want you to really think about and uh, to really support, you know, these brands out there that are doing the right thing. Some of those bigger cabinet brands that you're going to see out there um, that are made in USA and proudly so that you're seeing, you're going to see places like, uh, and I've been to this place, so I've seen it. Uh, country Wood Products out of uh, Napanee, uh, Indiana, that is up there in Amish country, which is really cool, and they spell country with a K. Um, a lot of people like the Wellborns, the. Um, uh, there's so many different companies out there that do this, that have this, uh, Canyon Creek is another one, you know, and these are not endorsements, uh, but really something to take a look at, uh, you know, when it comes down to Belmont cabinetry out of Seattle, uh, is big too. They're a national company, so really take a look at your country, your companies, and see where they're building stuff. And if they, uh, when you're talking to your designer, make sure that they are actually doing this and they are coming up with uh, everything that you're looking for as far as a made in USA product. And of course, many of your local manufacturers, you know, you've got a lot of great local manufacturers out there that are building cabinetry. And I do like locally built custom cabinetry. But one thing that I will say, and this is probably the one thing that I will say with cabinetry. And I've done 29 years of the cabinet industry, so I know it very well. I've run cabinet shops. I have managed them. I have uh, not owned a, a cabinet manufacturer, but I understand the process. The smaller cabinet shops, their only weak point is their finishes. And uh, one thing, if you're out there shopping for cabinets, take a look. You want, you don't want a lacquer finish. You want a conversion varnish or one of the new urethane products. There's a lot of great finishes out there, but that can be some of the problems with some of the smaller shops is that, uh, you know, the word custom does not have any implication of quality. So just think that, oh, I'm going to have custom cabinets built for my kitchen. Well, that's great, but custom doesn't mean they were well built. Custom doesn't mean that they're better than IKEA. So just think about that, kind of how that goes together, because um, really things to think about when you're shopping for cabinets. I like support and local, but you can get something that has a not as durable finish as what you would get in some of these larger cabinet companies. Because um, a lot of these finishes, people won't go out and spend the money to buy the, the machinery to finish these cabinets. Like if you for instance, are out shopping for kitchen cabinetry, you want something that's going to hold up, especially if it's painted. So I, I'm not a fan of the lacquer paint on that. I want to see something that's a really baked-on finish. And they have flatline finishing systems now that are computer-controlled that when they paint, they make sure that they get the equal amount of paint on every little surface so it will wear better. And then it's a baked-on finish, which is so much better finish than what you see out of a small cabinet shop sometimes. So just do your research, find out what kind of finish systems on there. That's a big part of it. Cause the last thing you want to do is have a, a cabinet that has been made for you installed beautiful. You'd spent, you know, 60 to a hundred thousand dollars on a remodel. And then all of a sudden you've got paint wearing through in a couple years. That's not something that's good. Another one that I do like as well is uh, Dura Supreme out of Minnesota. Those guys are great as well. But do your research out there. Uh, Crystal Cabinetry is another one that I enjoy. So there's a lot of great big brands out there. Support your local ones, support your made in USA ones. And that's going to be another really big key right there. Now, there are a lot of different paint companies out there as well that you should take a look at out there in building materials. You know, in the Pacific Northwest, we have local ones here. You know, a lot of the paint manufacturing, though, is made in the United States. So just take a look out there. Um, In in my Northwest, I use a company called Miller Paint here that's really good. We have another one that's uh, a Northwest brand called RADA. But, uh, you know, most of the stuff when you're talking paint, it's very expensive to ship it. So a lot of it's made here in the United States. Uh, and that's just another thing to think about when you're looking at products for around your house. Another one that I do like as well is if you're looking at grills, um, you know, of course, I do like my friends over at Blaze Grills. Take a look at them. But Mac Grills, if you're looking for the king daddy of barbecues out there, take a look at Mac, M-A-K Grills. Those guys handcraft those grills, buy it once. And if you're a pellet person, that is the way to go. That thing is built like a tank, lifetime warranty, and you've got something that's going to be super durable. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap this up in the next segment just as soon as Around the House returns. Don't go anywhere. Show Now, if you want to get a hold of me, you can uh, track me down on a couple different places. One, over to roundthehouseonline.com. That's the website. And then when you're out looking around, if you're a YouTuber, make sure you go over to the Fox 12 Portland page on YouTube, and you can catch my Around the House videos over there. Just go to playlists, or if you want to find kind of the root of it, you can go over to Around the House online, grab one of them, and then grab the playlist from there, because those are up on the front page of aroundthehouseonline.com. Love to have you check it out over there. We've got a lot of great content that we're doing in long-form video, so you can check that outside of the radio show and podcast. So that's a that's a big one. We've been talking Made in USA products today, and you know, it plumbing is one of the hardest ones to navigate here. And I wanted to kind of pivot over to plumbing because it's one of the ones that's really tough. And I love to support American jobs when I can buy USA when I'm, when when appropriately, right? But I'll be honest, there are some great pieces being made in Germany. There are some great pieces made in Europe, uh, England, all over. So um, Just because it's made in USA does not mean that it's of higher quality than some of those other brands. Plenty of those outside luxury brands like Groey and stuff that are made in Germany make a wonderful product. So that's a key right there. And again, with any of these plumbing fixtures we're going to talk about here, um, I'm talking... You know, generically with the brand, they easily could have a couple things that are made overseas in their lower price points that I'm not aware of, and I did not go look at every single box. But, so I'm going to be a little more general with this. But uh, for instance, one of my favorite companies out there is Bradford White. They make their water heaters here in the United States. They crank those things out, and they are proudly made in the U.S., and so I really appreciate that with those guys. Another company that's making some stuff in the U.S. too, Delta and Breezo. Uh, Those guys make some beautiful stuff. And again, I don't know where everything's coming from, but they do have some factories here in the U.S. that I know are producing stuff. Now, Waterstone is one of my favorite, beautiful, awesome, just gorgeous faucets, right? I mean, those things are the Bentley or Rolls Royce of kitchen and bath faucets. And, you know, something, they're priced accordingly. So they are not for everyone. But those guys make everything in-house. They are handcrafted, custom-made, and they're beautiful. So that's really cool. I do like that. I do want to dive into Delta a little bit as well because Delta, you know, they held the original patents for the the single-level faucet, you know, where the hot and cold single, you know, I mean, geez, they've been making that, I think, since the 50s and 60s on those single, you know, handle faucets. So they are an innovator with that ball valve. But uh, they have four North American manufacturing facilities and one in China. So one thing I've noticed with plumbing companies, and I'm not specifically talking about Delta, but many times I will go into a home center and uh, you might've heard me for all you longtime listeners out there talk about this before, but many times I have gone into home centers and I'm saying this is not Delta, so I don't I don't want to be specific about anyone here. But I can go into the home center and see a faucet, get the model number, made in China. And then I turn around and head over to my plumbing wholesaler for the same faucet, made in USA. And I've seen that multiple times. So many times, and I, sorry, home centers, I'm going to call you out on it, because there is such a battle for price point in a home center. Many of those plumbing fixtures in there could be of a different grade that if you went to your local, you know, Ferguson, for instance. So you got to be careful. There are two grades of faucets, two grades of toilets in many companies out there. And that's why sometimes if you see, if you walk into a plumbing wholesaler, you'll see a different style box than what you see at the home center. And that's not just marketing for the shelves. Because sometimes, let's say someone's making a toilet, is a great example, and it's made in USA, and it's got a little flaw on the side or something like that. They might high-grade those, send those to the home center, and then send the other ones that are the A-list ones over to the plumbing wholesaler. Or they import the ones from China to the home center, and the made in USA ones, which are of higher quality and, uh, of course, made here in the United States, which would be more expensive, or at the plumbing wholesaler. So something to take a look at with that, you know. And, uh, and of course, just like anything, the more electronics you see in a, in a faucet that's smart, things like that, I'm going to assume that the less made-in-USA stuff out there. You know, Kohler's another great one. I mean, I was just, for instance, at Anne Sachs Tile here in Portland where they make all their tile. And it is handcrafted by great people, And Made in USA, Kohler Companies has a lot of different stuff from Kohler Generators to their stuff, but um, they are great and they do make a lot of Made in USA stuff. But again, go to the home center, it could be a different deal. So that's something to be very, you know, be very careful with. You know, just I want to make sure that you find the right products and you are getting what you pay for, I don't want to see you have to uh, buy something you thought was made in USA and then go, oh my gosh, it's not what I was looking for. Moan is another great company out there. Uh, you know, although they are international, they do have a North Olmsted, Ohio manufacturing facility, and uh, New Bern in Stanford, North Carolina, and then Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. So another one there that you see has a bunch of great stuff that is made Um, just like LK, for instance, LK, many of their products are made in the United States. So you can go out there and take a look and see with plumbing fixtures, faucets, that kind of stuff, really take time and do your research and, uh, read the boxes. Generally, these larger companies like this are going to be very truthful because they don't want the federal trade commission to come in and cause an issue and get fined for not making things where they say they're making them. Now I do want to give a mention to a couple of my friends over here, that uh, I've done some stories on recently that are absolutely gorgeous made stuff. And uh, they're worth mentioning. One of them is going to be Red Pig Garden Tools. And they're sold worldwide. These things are handcrafted. And I was just in their film. It'll be on a little sneak peek on uh, today's uh, TV show. This is totally cool stuff. So basically... These guys start out with raw steel and there's a couple people in the studio there and they are hammering out with a forge and hammers, garden tools and long handled garden tools. So everything from, you know, trowels to gardening, basically your garden tools they manufacture other than shears. They all hand make them. Each one's a little bit different. It's gorgeous. Check out Red Pig Garden Tools. Those guys are awesome. And another one I've done a story on, which was in our first episode, which I really enjoyed. Um, Man, Steelport Knife. If you are into kitchen knives and a good one, there is a company here in the United States making one of the best carbon steel kitchen knives you can get out there. And uh, man, those guys are awesome. They're, They're expensive, but I tell you what, they are so gorgeously handcrafted. I love them. They are beautiful. So it's something for you to take a look at out there. And uh, I'm really I'm really impressed with some of these companies that are really creating products like that, that are handmade, handcrafted. And uh, these are things that are really cool. Anytime you can buy something that is, you know, that you can go through and buy local or buy online that is made in the United States, it's a great thing. Now, I want to say we have a lot of international listeners on the podcast. And just because I want to make sure that I I clear this up before people get offended by this episode today. And quite frankly, I'm not so worried about people being offended. But you know something, I like stuff to be made here locally, and that's where I like to buy it. And you, if you're overseas listening on the podcast, you know something, you have that right as well. So there are a lot of great craftspeople all around the world I just love to see more manufacturing made here in the United States because I think it is important for us to be a sustainable country, to be able to make a lot of the stuff here and not let stuff go overseas and have other countries make it so it's cheaper. I like to pay a little bit more, get something made in the U.S., something that I, that maybe I'm helping a neighbor with their job. Maybe I'm helping a friend keep their job. These are all important things, and I think it's great for the country. It's great for the world. Why should I have to buy something and have it run on a diesel-powered ship all the way across the ocean just to get it to my thing? That's not good for the environment. I think it's healthy for everyone to buy local, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in Germany or New Zealand or Australia or wherever you're listening. I think that's important. So buying local is great and buying high quality things because my little soapbox here, um, I have learned some lessons in life at uh, 50 plus years old, and I've decided a number of years ago that I would buy things once and not have to throw it away every couple years. So I don't, you don't catch me as many times in the uh, discount tool store, and I'm not going to throw any names out there because I don't want to dog them, but uh, I tend to buy something once so I can have it for a lifetime or many years to come. Hour 2 is up next. Thanks for listening to Around the House.